0: All right, welcome back, everyone, to the latest and greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig, and it's... Game day. It's... Week. Yeah, game week. We're in the season, so episodes are better and better, and we're pushing two episodes out a week, and this is Colorado Week, and it's been an... Oddly enough, it's been an interesting week because looking at this before the season started, I honestly didn't think this was going to be all that interesting of a week, but some things kind of changed, and uh, it took to Twitter and took a very interesting turn. Yeah,
1: the back and forth between Michigan and Colorado as far as, you know, I'm hearing Colorado is trolling Michigan quite a bit. I'm not exactly sure I can call it trolling, though. I mean, trolls are just like, they're just idiots and whatever but yeah colorado i have to say it's cute (laughs) if i can use the word it's kind of cute to watch them because you know in a way they're having fun with it and we're kind of having fun with it but uh yeah it's been quite entertaining if anybody's been actually watch, uh listen or watching and looking at the twitter back and forth between us and colorado it's been pretty amazing
0: yeah, well, I would say that there is uh, there's the act of trolling, and then there is the identification of being a troll. Uh, what Colorado right. is doing is trolling; that's what they're doing. But I don't, I wouldn't really necessarily call them a troll because that's not that's not what they necessarily normally do. From what I can tell, this yeah. is kind of a unique situation that's going on. But yeah, there are definitely trolls out there, and we've had our run-ins, and everybody does, where all they do basically is trolling, right. uh, so they identify as a troll. But yeah, this uh, this encounter uh, has really been entertaining. Uh, last I saw, I think I've been up to date on it, but they've been basically doing a GIF battle, a GIF battle, <laughs> a GIF battle uh, back and forth, and... It's uh, it, it's been entertaining because it all started off. I honestly at the beginning when it started, I, I kind of got annoyed with it because they put out the fake depth chart, and I thought they were being, for, lesser words. And since I guess we started using it, d bags about the whole depth chart thing. But it's uh, once the banter kind of was going on between, which I was really shocked that Michigan's account got involved with it. I don't know that they've really done much like that before, but uh, then it just turned into entertaining, and it, I didn't think it was so much a douche move, I guess you would say. It, it just turned into entertaining. Some of the other stuff going on by mostly fans and things like that have been douche moves, but that whole interaction between Colorado football account and Michigan football account has been was great, and I wish it wouldn't stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty entertaining. And then, of course, yeah, the depth chart they just showed on ESPN about, obviously, Michigan not uh, filling out theirs sort or of giving ours uh, what's going to happen on that day and to them. And they filled off their own. And and then they put, what, quarterback is Elmer Fudd and they had Danny DeVito on there and Cartman and... <laughs> Yeah, you
0: know, know, a... I, I didn't even read the whole thing. I yeah, mean,
1: yeah, they just they just made up names and put some funny characters in there. And you know, I said, "Hey, Elmer Fudd at quarterback, not bad."
0: Well, honestly, I mean, whatever they want to do with their depth chart and everything. At, at this point, it doesn't really. It's not like game one or anything. You've seen two weeks. They've got a really good idea. I mean, the only thing, and it wouldn't even come out in the depth chart at this point in the week. But I think probably the biggest question is hanging around Jordan Lewis. But I from what's been said this week, it's really going to be like a day of decision on if he's going to get involved and then if how much he's even going to get involved. So, I mean, they've, they've got two games based things off of, it's not like we're going to switch our quarterback or anything We're we're set. So.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. And I, you know, and I think I heard something on Twitter if I'm, I might be wrong, you know, let me know, but I think I heard that uh, some of the fans are going to be wearing um, a hail Mary shirt. And obviously, the Hail Mary shirt happens to be the Hail Mary throw that Cordell Stewart threw in the end zone to beat Michigan. Uh, was it, back in the 90s, early 90s? I think it was, and I think they're going to wear that shirt, which is kind of a douche move anyways. I'm like, you know, talk about us living in the past.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, actually, I may be confused. No, I think it's the actual team.
1: Yeah, team. okay, it's the team. I thought the fans. Okay, the team. Yeah, because yeah, wow. okay. when
0: you said that, I had to look that up because I heard the team. Yeah, no, it's the actual team.
1: Okay. So, yeah, they're,
0: they're really getting into it. Yeah. But we uh,
1: back, Way back then, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is interesting because Michigan fans can easily kind of go back and look at the two other times that we played them, especially yeah. the last time we played them. And if
1: anybody hasn't seen that game, I saw it, I was, you know, I watched it down in, I think it was, you know, living in Missouri or I was up in Camp, uh, Grand Rapids, but I saw that game and floored by just him chucking it in the end zone and then coming down with it. So that was one of the biggest plays yeah, <laughs> at nope. Michigan Stadium for Cordell Stewart, obviously went on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that uh, was a, one heck of a throw and kind of lucky he got it, but.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it was just, I mean, that was one heck of a heave for a throw yeah. to get to go that far. but It was. Yeah, kind of a lot going on with Colorado. Uh, we, I mean, I've seen some things with fans, and I haven't really called anybody out. Somebody said something, and I was just uh, discussing it. I think maybe I have it here exactly kind of what I said, because I, I was just, oh, yeah, the uh, there was a fan that was basically <laughs> Uh saying that Colorado was football was back because they got two votes in the a p poll <laughs> um but anyways um they they have looked good this year, granted their opponents that they played um but then I did one of those quoting things on Twitter, and I was just like, never estimate any opponent with that being said, challenge accepted, just you know I'm saying we we cannot uh underestimate them because right. they have shown to be pretty good in everything. But then they, uh, I had a conversation going on with uh, I think one of our listeners and we were talking a little bit and then they, the Colorado fan replied and freaked out saying we were comparing them to UCF and I don't know, but they apparently are very touchy. But the whole Twitter thing uh, to kind of wrap up this intro and everything, if you haven't seen it, you've got to check it out. It is uh, one of the best things with college football, especially between two programs that they have history but they don't they don't play a lot the the interesting thing with me honestly on this is that i don't know necessarily who's behind and who's behind it and if they're kind of like in an understanding of like hey we're going to go back and forth but we're not going to cross the line um right. kind of like maybe if there was talking behind the scenes but honestly this whole interaction has been genius because <laughs> People loved it, and this, okay, this is not, first of all, Michigan has not had impressive opponents yet, very impressive opponents Yeah, I mean, UCF, it'll be interesting to see how they pan out, but Hawaii, UCF, now it's Colorado, and then first Big Ten game is Penn State. Nothing too crazy, nothing too impressive, not a lot of national attention except for their ranking in the AP poll, but this generates conversation during this big weekend of football. Like, there's everybody's talking Ohio State, Oklahoma. They're talking Michigan State, Notre Dame. They're talking Alabama, Ole Miss. And now they're talking about Michigan, Colorado because of this Twitter conversation.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know.
0: And so, honestly, this makes me think of, and I'm not giving him credit, but it makes me think of the things that Jim Harbaugh does to get Michigan in the spotlight.
1: Yeah, well, there you go.
0: And uh, maybe he did, uh, but, I mean, Colorado started it, but it's just, I mean, that that's just awesome. I mean, this is this is one of those weeks where, you know, Michigan pro- probably wasn't going to get any real attention. I mean, their start game, right. uh, start time is the game. same as Alabama, so nobody's really going to be paying attention to it. But now at least they're being talked about just because of this and and so honestly i i think there might be a little bit more behind it uh i don't know call it conspiracy theory whatever you want but i i find it interesting i think it's great and it was just uh, a lot of fun to watch
1: yeah it was on espn it's all over about that depth chart they came up with which was actually i find pretty funny you know props to them and what they did and yeah you know it generates Yeah, I don't know who was behind it, Colorado Colorado Generated, and it was pretty epic to watch and uh, read all the tweets and the GIFs, but, uh, I mean, you went from that to booger-eating. Yeah. So, I mean, mean, what else can you (laughs) you talk about? I mean, it's just, no matter what he does, it just generates publicity, man. So, I mean, I don't think they once really talked about Alabama. (laughs) They talked about Michigan quite a bit, but... Yeah, so it's pretty interesting to watch. And, you know, like I said, uh, Jim Harbaugh is kind of a master genius at the media.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's been, uh, that Twitter conversation was definitely entertaining. It definitely uh, was interesting to watch. made this week a, probably a little bit more interesting than it really would have been without it. That's kind of just a little bit of talk around the football. But we want to dive into the actual football talk, the teams, the matchup. Michigan going against 2-0 Colorado, Uh, so we're going to go ahead and transition here and get into the actual football talk. So into the football talk, Michigan, as we all well know, is 2-0 and has definitely played what uh, everyone considers so far an easier schedule than most. Howbeit, looking across on the other side, uh, well, Michigan playing Hawaii and then UCF, looking across on the other side, Colorado hasn't exactly had itself a difficult time either playing Colorado State and then Idaho State. Um, Yeah,
1: they pretty much whipped them pretty good, too, so...
0: Yeah, I'll be breaking down into some numbers here, but just to kind of give you an idea uh not a lot is able to go off of this year because uh they've the teams before playing each other only played uh one game, but Idaho State last year only went 2 and 9 and then Colorado State uh, uh definitely a little bit better but no real credible wins went 7 and 6. Did be common opponent that we had UNLV, but they did 49-35, to so that was not uh, Mm -hmm. quite the same outcome as we had against them. So, not a lot of information to go off of this year with some of their opponents and everything, but we can uh, definitely get into the numbers here. Uh, I want to do that because, I'll be honest, the second preview that we did with UCF, I just felt like that was the holiday weekend that we're getting ready for it I remember I just felt like all over the place and so honestly I felt like my a game was off for that the preview of the UCF game
1: yeah Yeah, I think we both were but um our predictions were pretty almost spot on you know give and take a few but um yeah we handled ourselves pretty well in that game but yeah I mean yeah you know it was a it was a long day. Obviously, we you know we were there watching the game. Plus, we tried to talk to some fans and try to do some live things with Rashawn. So, yeah, we we're kind of off on our game day. We weren't. We had an off day.
0: Yeah. So. Well, it, it was all good and. Uh... There was a lot of things that we had to talk about Michigan football, and we'll have a lot of things talking yep. here. But uh, I want to do uh, kind of a number crunch here I'm, uh, just to kind of give people a uh, perspective between the two programs so far, uh, what they've done and everything. So I'm going to do a number crunch here, and then we can jump into the talk, Craig, uh, because then okay. this kind of gives people a little bit of a insight into kind of what's going on. Both teams, uh, like we said, two and zero. Oh, so scoring quite a few points against their first opponents. Michigan actually scored 114 points, which I think they had said that that was a record for the first two games since like around 1950, I think it was, maybe a little bit before that. I thought I saw somebody post that. Um, but Colorado, in their first two games, scored an even hundred. So they're uh, they're putting up some numbers. They've got um, they've definitely had offensive success the two teams actually really close as well then in how many points they've allowed because michigan's only allowed 17 points and colorado has only allowed 14 points. Okay. Um, so far like a lot of things looking very similar of course we're talking about the difference in opponents here but break uh, like i said number crunch. So michigan got a total of 49 first downs and they've only allowed 31. Uh they've allowed 19 rushing first downs and they've allowed nine passing first downs and then the other mm-hmm. ones are uh, chalked up to penalties. Uh, Colorado has gotten sixty first first downs and only allowed 19. So 60, allowing 19. Michigan was getting 49, allowed 31. So mm-hmm. numbers are in the favor of uh, Colorado's performance there. But uh, they're kind of a little bit more even on what they've allowed. They've allowed eight rushing and nine passing, and then the rest were chalked up to penalty. So, uh, and then the last thing to kind of wrap up here, the number crunch, just to give you guys perspective on the teams. Michigan has 959 total yards, 425 of them rushing with six touchdowns, and then 534 passing yards with seven touchdowns. And then Colorado has uh, put up more yards with 1,175, gaining 522 rushing with eight touchdowns, and 653 passing yards with five touchdowns. So with that information in mind, I know I threw a lot at you right there, Craig, and I know that you're familiar with some of it, but some of it I was able to kind of dig up and pull some uh, uh, lesser-known stats out of that one. With that all in mind, why don't you just go ahead and start the conversation on initial thoughts. Uh, Let's start with initial thoughts of Colorado as an opponent.
1: Well, they're out of all the the, play, the teams we've played, this is probably the team that could scare us the most so far. So I mean we need to real seriously think about um, what Colorado's done in the past two games and kinda use use that as a barometer as far as we're how we're gonna have to play them. And so far, um Colorado's only committed uh nine penalties in two games, so which is pretty good. It's not that bad. One of the things I think is pretty even with them and us is also their defense of touchdowns and their defense of what they forced um they've forced uh, five turnovers these they've intercepted three passes and so on obviously they got a couple uh, a pair of fumbles too so those are key also that they have a pretty good defense so and those are close to what Michigan has done too i think we've intercepted what three to four passes too um, and a couple fumbles too, so it's pretty close. My thing would be is you that we're kinda similar to UCF is in this quarterback. He, he had a pretty off year. on two thousand fourteen he threw a lot of in interceptions. I think he threw about fifteen. So he's much better than he was. So um but he is a running uh he is a takeoff quarterback. So he does do a lot of his damage throwing on the run. So um and he can take off. So it's not as up-tempo as UCF is, but um, obviously that's something we have to be obviously worried about. He's a much better quarterback throwing in a much better year. so, And they have a pretty good defense. So those are the things we can have to watch out for. Um, and, you know, to me, Colorado's got to be mistake-free in this game. I mean, they just get – they can't be in self – they have to be not in third and long and things like that. So um, – it's kind of where we're at right now. You know, Michigan can't take this team lightly at all.
0: Yeah, for sure. That was something that I do recall talking about. I think it was last week uh, we were talking about UCF and about their uh, spread offense and then dual threat quarterback, and I was just like, I don't know the next time that we're going to be facing another opponent like that because I hadn't started uh, researching Colorado a whole lot, and uh, here we are again. Uh, back at it, and he's definitely could correct me if I'm wrong. But I want to say the quarterback's name is uh, Lou Fau. Yeah, something. <laughs> uh, which, nothing. which, uh, honestly, when I heard that, uh, it makes me think of like a uh, s- superhero villain or something.
1: Yeah, I thought Lufa. Lufa? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I was like, Lou Fau. sounds Lufau. like a league of assassins or some kind of yeah. thing yeah. like that. <laughs> going against Captain Khakis. Right. So, um but yeah, he's uh so here we are uh at it again against the spread scheme and a dual threat quarterback. And so yeah, they're they are looking like you said, Craig, the more the most credible opponent that we've faced yet.
1: Yeah, they um, got a good defense. I mean, they weren't allowed what 70 yards passing. Yeah. some uh, of them. Both teams, so that's pretty good defense right there, so we got to be careful spade's got to be comfortable and it's got to be on the money and not and you know it's going to come down to quarterback play, obviously so
0: yeah well i mean the the spread even Vegas believes that they're more of a uh like a twenty yeah uh more of a credible opponent because it's the smallest point spread, yes, like you said it's a uh, twenty and a half. So they're kind of wondering if Michigan's gonna be able to outscore them by three touchdowns or more, but yeah it's they do have the dual threat quarterback they've shown some good receivers uh actually i I don't have his name, I think it's number one and seventeen are two of their top receivers uh from the video that I was watching, oh man, I wish I had his name, I don't have it on me right now, but they're the number one receiver i mean he wears number one. he's done some pretty athletic one handed catches. So, of course, you know, we're talking about secondaries from Idaho State and Colorado State. And honestly, when I was watching the Idaho State recap of that game, I almost thought that that team didn't know how to tackle. (laughs) There (laughs) was was this one play where um, I think it was a running back. Maybe it was a receiver that was out on the outside. Ran into the middle of the field. One guy was... In the process of tackling him, two other defenders were right there, and they just like they just quit. They didn't they didn't try to help and get an assist tackle or anything. And so the guy who actually was tackling the player with the ball missed or let go or slipped, and the guy did a spin move and started cutting up the other side of the field. And I think mm-hmm. he got a touchdown because those two other guys completely like they completely quit. So that's <laughs> some things to look yeah. at with uh, Idaho State and those numbers. It's just like I I was shocked. Yeah, so it's it'll be kind of interesting to see.
1: Yeah, they're definitely a team that plays up with tempo. They have tempo when they play, so they're you know not not as high tempo as UCF, but they are a tempo team. And you know, obviously during the UCF game, we've had a couple defensive breakdowns when that happened uh, that uh, we saw. You know, kind of kind of from open field uh, when the quarterback saw some open field. uh, you know, when they're man to man, they weren't able to look behind them and see the quarterback running. So those are the things we need to be careful of. So, um,
0: yeah, that's they definitely are up tempo. I mean, they scored yeah a lot of points real fast on their opponents. Um, a lot of big plays that were allowed by the defenses that they were playing. So, so this is something that I want to make sure that I mention. So I'll mention it now in case I forget to say it later. A big question mark for for them from me is how will they react to adversity because they have not gone against a strong defense i mean i I don't care how good colorado state or idaho state is i i guarantee that their defense is not like michigan's from the outside looking in it's like how is colorado going to react to adversity how are they going to react to not having that great success, to not—they might get some of those big plays. That's one thing that was raised in concern with Michigan last week. Michigan's mm-hmm. defense, but they are not going to have the same success. I guarantee. Not saying that I'm not—I'm not coming out and guaranteeing. Oh, there's no way they're going to do anything and they're not going to win. I'm just guaranteeing that they're not going to have the same success that they had in week one and week two. So how are they going to react to that? I don't think it's going to work out very well for them, but. Uh, we'll see. Well,
1: you know, I, you know, Don Brown kind of has this uh, style where he disguises his linebackers in, like, in a pass rush situation, which kind of utilizes Peppers and Lewis, you know, to their advantage. But uh, if you, if that breaks down, they're going to have to go back to like man to man in order to uh, compensate for that. So I know the corner, one of the corners, plays off the receiver a little bit. So. Um, You know, Don Brown will probably have something in store for Colorado if that, you know, something changes. So I'm not too worried about it, but that's usually what they do. They did it for the last two games, you know, that kind of linebacker, you know, the opposite side forcing, you know, they force the quarterback into trying to find an opening and that kind of causes turnovers and things like that so yeah. i'm expecting that in the beginning and see if it works and if it doesn't like i said it'll go he'll probably use something like a man-to-man or something else
0: yeah i think that they'll be smarter this week uh the yeah. michigan defense will be smarter with uh as far as part of their problem last week was they were so aggressive on defense that they would break through that they would get past the quarterback Behind, And so then that would leave a lot of uh, open space for the quarterback to run. So I think that they'll do that they've worked on, and hopefully they'll find success of doing more of a uh, type of a contain where, yes, you want to break through and you want to try to get the quarterback, but don't expose yourself, basically. Uh, That's that's what I'm hoping to see improvement from uh, week two's game to week three here. Uh, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that. Uh but some things to mention more with uh Buffalo is that uh their quarterback, their quarterback, like I said, uh Lu is their second leading rusher. Uh oh, there you go. Yeah. And so they have other they have capable of running backs. I, I saw them have a lot of success on the short running game. Uh, they've got one. I think both their running backs might be uh smaller guys. One's actually Evans, so we're gonna see Maybe uh, Evans' showdown between, between the two teams. But he has shown to definitely still be a credible threat through the air. A lot of times with dual quarterbacks, they they lean on the run a lot. But so far, he's completed almost 75% of his passes. Right. So yeah. it's with our secondary, though, I'm not too concerned about it. But it, a lot of times, like I said, when you get those dual quarterbacks, you'll get them where running is, like, second nature to them. Like, okay, I can't pass, boom, I'm going to go. So, um, but this this uh, quarterback, uh, Lufau, will be a... has proven to be a precision passer so far, so...
1: Yeah, and, you know, they might just utilize... Um, what I'm scared about is, well, obviously, the quarterback taking off and running or whatever, he can pass on the run pretty well, but, um, I mean, they... They will do some, you know, maybe some counter plays that will that will sometimes utilize their uh, receivers and their receivers are super fast. So they might just go ahead and do their, you know, stride for stride, use a cornerback against their receiver. And if their receivers are faster, I mean, they might just uh, take advantage of that. Um, So we got to be, you know, ready for that. So I think their receivers are pretty fast, I heard. So
0: yeah uh well talking about the receivers actually uh they have experience on the receiving core Uh, i don't know if they are the uh four top receivers on the depth chart but four of them are juniors so they are uh they're experienced and so they've they've got a receiving core that has experience i mean very similar to ours i mean we've got our seniors and everything it seems like they're kind of at a decent place. I don't know how young their uh, running backs are, but they are doing a good job. Yeah. But uh, but like I said, they haven't faced a team quite like Michigan yet. So, um, I mean,
1: how you, and I'll throw a question out at you, Caleb. Is how do we? How do you see Michigan or Spate? You know, uh, Spate and how he's going to play? You know, because has got what the seventh best defense in the country right now i mean i know they play some weaker teams but that's where they're at they're at seventh so how do you think they're gonna play uh, spade
0: i think uh spade's gonna do his thing i think he's gonna be fine something else about quarterback play that i want to make sure that i mention uh when i finish this so hopefully i won't forget but uh spade was solid last week against a, a good defense i mean UCF, their strong point was their defense, and they put a ton of players in the box, and so they were focused on stopping the run and pressing the quarterback. I don't think Colorado's defense is going to be able to do the same thing, uh, mainly because I don't, I don't know if it's going to be quite as talented as UCF. But the main reason why is I don't think they're going to continually put as many players in the box as UCF did. So honestly, I think it's going to be a little bit easier for. Spay. I think it might be a little bit more relaxing He's still going to get pressured I'm sure uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody's going to break through At some point but I think I think is going to do alright I think he's going to do fine I, th- I believe that The Michigan offense is going to Focus more on the running game Because so many people are coming out And talking about the concern of the Running game after last week which I know uh, my reaction was saying that I wasn't impressed with the game, which I still stand by that, but I'm more of the middle of like, to maybe explain it more. I'm more of the middle of the road. I'm not freaking out concerned. Like, oh my gosh, Michigan can't run. But I'm also not on the opposite side of, oh, yay, Michigan's fourth in the AP poll. We're amazing. Nothing can stop us. So (laughs) I'm like middle of the road. There were definite concerns. There are definite things that need to be improved. But I think it's going to work out okay. I mean, in fact, uh, this week, uh, offensive guard uh, Kyle Kalis was telling – I mean, he used – I think several people have used it since, but uh, I think it started with Aaron Rodgers, and it's just like, relax. One word, yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah. you know, everybody's just got relaxed, relax. The running game is fine. And, and I yeah. believe that's fine. I want it to be better than fine. I want it to be good. I'd love it to yeah. be great, but right now I do believe it's fine. But it needs to be better than fine for us to have better success. So
1: yeah, I think you're looking at a fact that people are if you don't if you're not clicking on all facets of the game, then there's something wrong. Let's say you have the passing and the running game working well, and then the defense was isn't so great, and then nobody be talking about the defense. And let's say run, passing, running, and defense is great, and then special teams suck. So, you know, and they got people going, well, I don't know, our special teams is off. And I'm like, you know what? That makes me go, you know what? First game, our running game was great. No one talked about that. So it's it might be one thing every week as long as we beat them. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I don't care. If, you know, I think Harbaugh put it best when he said, hey, you know what? They came at us. They stacked the box. Like you said, they did put eight there. And you know what? And the very fact is they did it all game and he won't in spate put on his big boy pants and obviously won the game and did really, really well. So and you know, one of the things I think I'm a little bit worried about, and I don't think it's about the running game. What my thing would be towards the third and fourth quarter of the UCF game, is Colorado, I think, is gonna look at that, is the the part where they would rush the quarterback and to a point to where he didn't even have time to snap the ball. By the time he got it in his hands, he had to throw it. So he did those, you know, those quick dump passes over the lineman. Yeah, and they caught it. But by the time they caught it, there was already a defender there, and they got what maybe two yards. Those are the one I'm talking about. Spate almost needs to look down the field quickly or look at. He needs a dump pass to like a, a running back or a, a slot receiver, somebody that can quickly get that pass so as soon as he gets it in his hands he lets it go. And not to a tight end because tight ends and things like or a fullback aren't fast enough to get out there quick quick enough for a defender to you know get tackled. So those are the ones those are the plays I'm talking about. And you know what you want I'm talking about. Those oh, yeah. quick dump passes where the the pocket broke down.
0: Yeah, yep, I know exactly. And actually, you talking about the pocket breaking down works perfectly into what I wanted to make sure that I mentioned. Um, But this, uh, about Colorado, something to definitely make mention about and how I was talking about adversity, uh, how they're going to react to it. I don't think their quarterback has faced a lot of pressure. From what I've seen, especially against uh, Idaho State, but also against Colorado State, he had all day to throw. I mean, I could have played quarterback (laughs) During some of those snaps <laughs> There was so much time to be able to watch And see and and he didn't even have to um, Move in the pocket Very much like sometimes th- there's really good Blocking but you have to move and make sure to Create time but he mm-hmm. just Sat there and Had forever So that is something that is definitely going to be Disrupted for him Our defense is not going to allow that to happen And so the question is What he's going to do and how he's going to react to it. I see My prediction or my thoughts on it are that Michigan's going to be able to create some turnovers interception, uh, maybe hitting him when he's getting ready to throw something fumble. And I don't know. I don't have that set on me right now. If they have any turnovers yet, Um, Colorado does. Uh, I know they forced some, but I don't know if their team has any turnovers, but that is something that they have not faced before. And they have to, I can't imagine they that they are not aware of how much Michigan's defense can disrupt the quarterback.
1: Right. Yeah, I know. And that's and that's always been our, you know, it's always been very, very tough for us. It's those kind of, you know, I, that guy, he's not going to have that much time to throw the ball against us. So that's not going to happen. So he's going to have to figure out a way to either move in the pocket or throw much quicker than he's expecting. So, and I think he's going to use those speedy receivers like I was talking about to try to create something. So um, I think we'll, we'll shut down the running game.
0: Yeah, definitely player to watch for the Colorado Buffalo is the quarterback since he's the dual threat, how much success he has in the passing game. If he's able to break out and burn the Michigan defense with running it probably really pivots around him. This is one of those teams where I, it really um, works, revolves around the quarterback. Um, i kind of like how Michigan is right now. Like, depending on spate success, really depends on how the rest of the things are going to work for the offense. We've talked about it a little bit, but what would you say is Michigan's biggest weakness going into this? Like, was the one thing? I mean, we've t- you've talked especially about the threat of uh, running quarterback. What? one thing or what would you highlight as the weakness that Michigan needs to make sure that they overcome going into this game?
1: If you look at it, it's kind of giving up the big plays, you know, and you look at some of those plays with UCF, they were big plays. They weren't methodical, uh, drive killing plays. They were like big plays, you know, I think what that 70 80 yard run and then you know and obviously the quarterback getting in the open and seeing the big big chunks of field there and then you got like what 30 to 40 yards in that run and i think that's our biggest thing is to giving up big plays like that uh, i think our special teams is good i'm not going to say the running game is until i see that all four running backs can't do anything then i'm going to start questioning the offensive line so my thing would be maybe i'm kind of leaning towards the offensive line still i'm still a little bit freaked out about that i guess because of the very fact is what i mentioned earlier and then the fact is the blocking remember we're talking about the blocking with the running backs during that game we both of us saw that that the o-line wasn't pushing very well Um, They were like maybe blocking for a second and then they stopped. So I guess that would be my other thing I'm concerned about.
0: Yeah, well, I'm definitely uh, on there with you with the uh, big play problem. I I would agree with you on that being one, if not the biggest uh, thing that I think should need to be fixed. Because that's where a lot of the, uh, and we discussed this in the recap of last game, that's where a lot of yards came from um, for UCF. But some of the other stuff I'm not uh, as concerned about. I mean, off. Uh, yeah, we definitely need to see other other things and improvements with it. But with them putting so many people in the box last week, I think the offensive line will be okay. Right. That was kind of a unique situation. That's my opinion uh, just kind of compared to what you were saying. But the one thing that I want to make sure to mention, you know, when you've had so much success for in week one and week two, and Michigan has had great success, and definitely not saying that they've been perfect, but um, – something else to bring up that I know that they can work on because you can always get better at this is eliminating the negative yard plays, right? There were mm-hmm. several times where they did that last week and um, you're, you're going to yeah. have that, but you know that it can be minimized. Um, mm-hmm. They they can do a better job at that. That's not the biggest weakness, but that's something that I would like to see um, better from uh, last week's game against UCF to this week's game against Colorado. So, on the more, I guess, positive side, maybe looking at the game, where would you say that Michigan can find the most momentum to find something to capitalize on? Where where are they going to capitalize in this game?
1: Um, I think it's going to be almost the same. I think you're going to see um, our receivers um, taking on their corners very well. I think, yeah, I think we have obviously big advantage at tight end um using jake butt and using that um well i think you might be able to utilize the slot a little bit more we didn't use that at all um i think uh, didn't parry score but um you know using him a little bit more because he's quick and those are the slot one That the slot receiver is the time where you when the pocket breaks down a little bit quicker so you can use them utilize them up quicker and things like that so my thing would be to use them much more effective, but I think you're going to see more of the same. Um, as far as running the ball, I don't know. I, I don't know who's going to come out and, and do well. I don't know who's going to run the ball because you saw Higdon, and you saw Evans, and then you saw Devion Smith, and you saw Ty Isaac, so you saw all four of those guys running. So, um, But I do see <laughs> there's no way in the world that they're going to not use a Khalid Hill on... Um, goal line score touchdown. So that's, that's almost a given.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah,
1: I see that. I see more of the same. I see Wilton and Spate kind of coming through and, you know, and, and throwing the, throwing the passes and doing really well.
0: Yeah. I, well, I see, I see more similarities with this game uh from the Colorado game. I anticipate there's going to be more things similar with this game. And the Hawaii game, okay. Not necessarily saying that we're just going to walk all over them, but I think that we're going to see a success again with the running game, um, and we won't have to pass as much. Could
1: you see you? You probably are saying that Colorado is probably going to ease up on stacking the box, and then
0: yeah, I th- I think they'll know. do it uh, maybe from yeah. time to time because they did see that there was some success, but I think that when they get burned passing in the passing game that they're going to try to mix it up because I don't think they're going to be as stubborn as Frost was and just do the same thing, what seemed like, almost over and over again. So I I think that they'll be mixing it up and all that. But that'll actually kind of lead into something for me where I guess, I I don't know what you want to call it, but I guess uh, lock it or dump it. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to ask some questions here, and I want to get... Get your thoughts on whether you would lock that in or if you would, uh, if dump you, it. yeah, dump it. Dump it. So here's here's the first one. Michigan is going to have more rushing yards against Colorado than they did UCF.
1: Hmm. Wow. That's a tough one. I'm gonna say uh, dump it. I know. Yeah, maybe Michigan fans will hate me for that one. <laughs>
0: Uh, till, well, till, till I see something. Well, I'm I'm gonna lock it. So, um, okay. All right. So here's this one then. Evans is going to have the most rushing yards for Michigan. Lock it or dump it. Dump it. Okay. Do you want do you want to say who's going to have the most rushing yards or?
1: I'll probably say Devion Smith. Well.
0: Okay you and I actually agree on that one that was that was my thought actually exactly okay so then one la- one last one to kind of kind of end this um I didn't have too many uh, thought up here but Michigan is gonna have more rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns Ooh.
1: no <laughs> let's say passing touchdowns
0: okay so you're saying dump on that one too
1: yep Man, I'm taking a whole lot of dumps. Yeah, cleaning out my colon or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll maybe come up with another name for it, but that was yeah. kind of why I could think of. I, on, uh, I'm
1: kind of liking the dump thing. See what the
0: lock it or dump it. I'm actually going to lock that. So you're so for Michigan rushing yards more this week than last week. You dumped it. I locked it in. Evans having the most rushing yards for Michigan. Uh, you dumped it, and I dumped it as well. We both agreed on that one. More rushing touchdowns than passing touchdowns. You dumped it. I locked that one in. So we're gonna kind of see how that goes. Basically, the way that I'm kind of looking at it is, uh, overall, I think that the uh, Michigan rushing running game is going to be a lot more successful than last week. So, right. Yeah. So yeah. So we might do that segment in, um, in every preview, some kind of like that.
1: Like the dump it thing.
0: Lock it or dump it. So maybe something else instead. of Lock it. But.
1: Yeah we'll see Maybe the fans like the dump it Can you find like a sound bite With like dump it like?
0: Yeah maybe a dumpster truck backing up and dumping Or something like that I'll, I'll find uh, something It'll be entertaining
1: Or that scene from Dumb and Dumber Where he's going to the bathroom Oh
0: gosh
1: I hope you're not using the toilet It's broken
0: Huh? I don't know. We we don't need to get our listeners sick or anything.
1: (laughs) It'd be funny,
0: though. Uh, So, okay. Those were those thoughts and everything. Broke down the the game a little bit, just kind of what to anticipate. Now, actually, another thing to consider before we actually move on, and we'll kind of close things out maybe a little bit, the weather. Mm, We didn't talk about last week, and it didn't really do a whole lot. Weather is supposed to be a little nasty. I've heard. Really? Yeah. Again? Yeah. So I mean, up uh, up and down in the air, but it is uh, it right. is looking like more rain than last week. Hold on to that ball. Hey, Man. they did they did good last week, so and yeah, not too bad. Actually, if you let me have a second here, I'll double check it. Yeah, well, I saw storms at one point, but it's showing now that at least rain, and it's at 50%. I don't know exactly how it's supposed to go throughout the day, but it's probably going to be another wet game. Uh, Maybe the same as last week, maybe worse, but we'll kind of have to see. So, yeah, so we're going to jump into looking at the games this week. Actually, um, we'll go ahead and mention the game to watch this week out of Michigan is uh, Ohio State versus Oklahoma. But we're going to run down here uh, and do the rundown of the matchups. And then Craig and I, uh, as we do every week, we're going to go ahead and each pick one to pick the spread on and do that with our predictions. So uh, Michigan's game is kicking off at 3.30. So starting off with the uh, game times uh, before that, uh, Penn State is playing at home against Temple. And they're an 8.5 point favorite. Rutgers is at home against New Mexico, and they're actually a favorite in this game with 5.5 points. I was playing the uh, famous North Dakota State Bison. Uh, Mm. There is, I don't have a spread on that one. Uh, Wisconsin, number nine, now number nine in the poll, in the AP poll, is playing Georgia State, and they're a big 34 point favorite in that game. Uh getting to the three third games Michigan is at home against Colorado being a twenty and a half point favorite uh the total for that game is uh the over under is fifty seven Nebraska is playing against ranked twenty two oregon at home and Nebraska is a three point favorite wow. uh interesting information with that one is that Nebraska actually leads the series five to one wow, so okay I,
1: that I, is interesting.
0: I would not have anticipated that. Illinois is playing Western Michigan, and uh, a little background with Western Michigan. They did take out Northwestern in Week 1. Western Michigan is actually going into Illinois as a three-point favorite. So uh,
1: These are interesting. Wow.
0: Yeah, Maryland is playing a very familiar team in UCF. They are actually on the road at UCF, and Maryland is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. That's one of the night games. And then uh, the other game that was in contention for possibly the game of the week, um, I think what kind of trumped is that it seems like Ohio State, Oklahoma, has more chance of a playoff implication. Uh, Michigan State is playing Notre at Notre Dame. That's number 12 versus 18. And Notre Dame right now is a 7.5-point favorite.
1: That's some disrespect right there.
0: Of course, all the time
1: of course all the time man
0: that's that's all they get that's all michigan <laughs> State gets from anybody so ohio is at oklahoma number three verse 14 and ohio is a one and a half point favorite that's why wow. i with this uh this app I, it's, sometimes this app is off by like a half point or maybe a point so um, okay but yeah so those are the odds Well, I'll go ahead and start this week uh, because I feel, if I recall, that maybe I've had you go first uh, the other times, Craig. I'm... (sighs) These are kind of interesting matchups. There's nothing that really jumps off to me where it's worst-case scenario. I'm not feeling very high on Penn State being Temple, to be completely honest.
1: Not me either.
0: (laughs) But I think the one that I'm going to go on, and I think... I think I'm just going to kind of go with it because there's new coaching and I'm I'm really kind of believing that with that close of a point spread that coaching can make the difference. I'm going to go with Illinois covering wow. the spread. I'm going to guess that they're going to beat Western Michigan at home or at least keep it within two two points, but okay. Uh so that's that's my uh game game to call outside of the Michigan game. And then, Craig, what were you going to take?
1: Yeah, mine's going to be the Wisconsin over Georgia State. so And I'll cover that spread.
0: Yeah, 34 points. It's a big one, but it is Georgia State, and it is Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's been rolling. So those are the games for us. But then we'll get into the final... Final countdown. The final prediction here. We're talking about the Michigan-Colorado game. So like we said, 2-0 and Michigan ranked to number four in the AP poll is a 20.5-point favorite versus 2-0 and Colorado, who, mm-hmm. of course, have to mention has received two votes in the AP poll. The thing that I will first start off with is I believe that Michigan will cover the spread. I think that Michigan can win this by twenty-one points, especially with everything that's gone on this week, with uh, some of the stuff that the fans have said, with some of the stuff that uh, you know the the team's going to be wearing those throwback jerseys and everything. Um, but the team's just going to get into it all that much more. I think that they're going to make a, make it a purpose to uh, grind out the game and try to uh, just prove their worth against Colorado. And so I think that. The final score is gonna be thirty one to seven wow well that's
1: that's good I don't have that
0: okay so
1: <laughs> i got thirty five seventeen okay so I don't have them covering that spread I have them just short
0: thirty five seventeen- relatively close I mean we're we've never been uh too far off no so but yeah, so we're both expecting Michigan. I mean, this is a game where uh, I think everyone's kind of expecting Michigan to get it done. Uh, kind of like you said, uh, we were talking a little bit last week where it's just like anticipated that Michigan's going to win it. question is what kind of fashion and uh, exactly what the end score will be. But I think that Michigan, who cares what the polls say, who cares what the opponents say, after the performance last week, I think the coaching staff and the team are motivated to come out and to um, show that they've uh, fixed some things. Maybe not even fixed some things, but just that at least some things are better than people are predicting.
1: Right. Right. So. Yeah, I I think so, too. I'm hoping you're right. I just think Colorado's has a little bit more meat to them than UCF does, and UCF scored two touchdowns, so... and. I hope, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I think, you know, Michigan does have the opportunity to shut them down, and they very well could and kind of correct the mistakes they did with UCF. But um, like you said, it's kind of a crummy day, it might be, and that might be a factor. And, you know, it's just I, I just feel like since they have a mobile quarterback and things like that, that, you know, those big plays still might be there. So,
0: And that's the thing that I think that they're going to kind of fix or show that they fix a little bit is that there won't be as many big plays. And also, I mean, like I was saying, their quarterback had a ton of time last in their last games and he's not gonna have that. I think it's gonna kinda collapse right. and break down on him. My I I was between thirty one seven or thirty one to ten. I mean, they um they might score a little bit more, but that's I'm right. landing at thirty one and seven. So we'll kinda see how that goes and um it mm-hmm. be interesting to watch the game and see how the uh, actual battle on the field goes after that Twitter battle, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the after effects of that should be pretty fun to watch, so, yeah, it was like one Twitter guy said that the Twitter battle between those two were, was epic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I haven't, I mean, obviously I don't follow everything, but I haven't, I hadn't seen a Twitter battle like that between two football accounts before quite like (laughs) that, where it was uh, entertaining probably more than anything, so.
1: Oh, yeah, that was that might be better than the game. that was funny,
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see so, um, don't go anywhere, everybody. uh, we've got some other things that we're gonna be talking about as we uh close things out, but that kind of wraps up the uh breakdown of the preview for the game, so uh stick around all right, well, there we go. Those were the uh predictions that we just gave you there for the Michigan game, but then also uh, talking about some of the other Big 10 games there. I do want to make mention, make sure that I mention this so I'm going to say it now before I forget, but we have our caption contest going on. We had the winner announced in the last episode. The uh, new image for the caption is out. It's a picture of uh, Coach Frost from UCF. It's already been, I've already seen some hilarious captions. It's on...
1: Yeah, he looks like he's taking a dump.
0: Yeah, some people have already referenced that. I've, I've been waiting for. It. I know, I knew somebody's going to go, uh, and I, I, I just so many things come to my mind with the whole idea of you know that look when, dot dot <laughs> dot, you know, and uh, it's it's been pretty entertaining, and people have twisted tw- the quotes that Frost used after the game, so it's been good. We've had some good reaction to it, but uh, again, if you get in and you win the caption uh, each week, we're going to have a winner, and they're going to go in the drawing for. prize at the end of the season uh so get in on that um it's easy to play and if you win you have a chance at winning some great free stuff uh still being uh compiled and wrapped up i know there's going to be some blue brothers gear in there and there's going to probably be some michigan and maybe some gift cards but there's going to be some good stuff in there and uh so that is out right now it is currently on facebook it's on the website and is on twitter and it actually probably by the time this is released, it will also be on SoundCloud. So, those are the places you can find it. The rules are there and it explains everything. So, you definitely need to go check that out.
1: Can they win a new car?
0: A new car! <laughs> yeah, okay. You cover that one. <laughs> right, right. You cover maybe that one. And uh, if, right. you, if you get a Matchbox car, maybe you can Photoshop it to look like a normal size car. <laughs> right, <but> exactly. <laughs> Zero, 0% down. Yeah, yeah, and get the prices right. New car. No, if somebody gets a new car, I'm getting a new car. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, We had a good time with the first one, got some uh, great reactions, everything. So, with this game, actually, though, it's going to be the first time this season. Craig and I actually will not be at the game. So, that's a little bit of a bummer. I always.
1: We had tickets.
0: Yeah, we could, uh, we got invited, but I mean, just uh, this has been our second year covering the season. And so, actually, our first year with getting great access to go to the games and trying to do live events at the games. Week one was great. I really thought just sitting down and talking with the fans was awesome. We're going to have the opportunity later in the season, but right now, this weekend, it's not going to happen. So, fortunately, you will not see our smiling faces in the stands or um, around the big house. But. I no, do know
1: yeah families man we got we got wife, we got kids, that's yeah. all we have to say,
0: and I have a furnace to put in, so that's, right <laughs> that's probably gonna get started this weekend before the weather gets cold too cold, but uh Rashawn is expected to be there, probably uh Zeke as well, I know that things uh happened where he wasn't able to make it last week, but the blue network will be down there. Uh, so things still happening. Maybe since we're not down there, maybe Craig and I will be able to be involved with the Twitter and Facebook conversation during the game more yeah. um, for many reasons because, one, we will actually have internet connection and we won't be fighting everyone else for cellular service in the big house. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, that's, that's pretty tough to get any kind of cell working out there.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty insane. But uh always working in... Uh, improving things and getting uh better and better so it's been great and it's been entertaining and we appreciate you guys going down this journey with us especially appreciate the people who have been with us with the long haul but also great appreciation for the new people our numbers have definitely been increasing and uh it's been great so we'll shout out to our boy trey
1: um part of the blue network his birthday happy Uh, birthday buddy
0: yep happy birthday man was that today or was that uh, I think
1: yesterday or today, one of those days. But yeah, uh, birthday buddy, and um, hope it was a good one. So, good yeah. shout out to him.
0: Absolutely. And uh, hopefully, he was talking about getting to a game sometime, too. So, I know that he, uh, he's he been wanting to get up into Ann Arbor. So, we will see about him. Maybe it, that'd be fantastic if all five of us could wind up getting together. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, good stuff going all around. Enjoy the game this weekend. It's sure to be a good one. So. Yeah
1: get on join the try to get on join the obviously the blue network uh everything michigan football on facebook join that group try to get you in uh, lot's happening on there um uh, people people are constantly putting stabses up about michigan and some things i haven't even seen yet so it's very informative so get yes. on there and it's pretty it's really really cool so you know you're missing out if you're not on there
0: yeah, it's a fun group. And actually, it, the best way to get involved, episodes are shared on there from the Sp- yeah. Blue Brother Sportscast, from the Blueprint uh, show and the Blueprint podcast. Also, uh, I mean, just every Facebook is where everything converges. Because we also, uh, Rashawn did some ticket giveaways. We tried doing some ticket giveaways of on actual game day just because we kind of came across them the day of if we had them earlier we would have tried to make them more available but basically everything we're doing is flowing like facebook is the place where you are bound to catch everything and more because it's the community and so there are other people talking about things and sharing things so and also it's some of the i don't know if i would say special events but special giveaways might be exclusive to facebook so this right. is really where we're driving people is to Facebook. So if you haven't checked out, check it out. Um it's a easy group to get to. You have to ask for approval to get in, but you get in within like minutes usually. Yes. Yeah, Second. Seconds or minutes. So um and just a great community in there, so definitely check it out.
1: But Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, get in there. So can't wait to see you.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, I mean, we hope you all have a good rest of the week. Well, actually, a good end of the week here. Good things leading into the weekend. Hope you get to enjoy the game. And if you go to the game, hopefully it's dry. We hope you guys have a booger-free weekend. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm just losing myself now. As always, we'll just go ahead and finish things out here with Go Blue. Go Blue.